Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is April 20th, 2022, Anno Domine. Today's headlines, Governor DeSantis threatening Disney's special status in Florida. Next, the DOJ plans to appeal the mask ruling because CDC says that masks are necessary for travel. Third, former MSNBC analyst Malcolm Nance is joining the fight in Ukraine, and it's amazing. And finally, former President Trump issues a dire warning on the Ukraine-Russia conflict and calls for peace. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Governor DeSantis, I absolutely love this story because it shows that conservatives are finally stepping up and understanding how the game is played. Governor DeSantis has called on the Florida legislator to target Disney's self-governing special status and is calling for termination. The law gives Disney special status and has been in place for 55 years. We got this via foxnews.com. He called a special session to dismantle special protections for Disney operating in Florida following the company's opposition to a con- to you know the parent rights bill which we have dubbed the anti-grooming bill. DeSantis stated, "I am announcing today that we are expanding the call of what they are going to be considering." Yes, they will be considering the congressional map, but they will also be considering termination of all special districts that were enacted in Florida prior to 1968, and that includes the Reedy Creek Improvement District. What does this all mean? This is a 55-year-old state law that allows Disney to effectively govern itself on the grounds of Walt Disney World. Governor DeSantis said, what would I say? As a matter of first principle is I don't support special privileges in the law just because a company is powerful and they've been able to wield a lot of power. I think that what's happened is there's a lot of special privileges that are not justifiable, but because Disney has held so much sway, they were able to sustain a lot of special treatment over the years. The Reedy Creek Improvement Act was signed into law in May of 1967 by Governor Claude Kirk in response to lobbying efforts by Disney. The entertainment giant proposed building a recreation-oriented development on 25,000 acres of property in a remote area of Central Florida's Orange and Oskaloa counties, which consisted of 38.5 square miles of largely uninhabited pasture and swampland. I think everybody kind of gets that that's what Disney World is. They did not have those counties, the services or resources needed to bring the project to life. So the state legislature, knowing that Disney World would be a major cash cow and a major national and also international draw for tourism, worked with Disney to establish this special district, a special taxing district that allows the company to act with the same authority and responsibility as a county government. Disney, of course, has been getting into this with uh, Republicans in Florida and conservatives in Florida over the bill recently signed by DeSantis, which prohibits grooming and classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity with young children in classrooms. Disney, of course, has been attacking this. Recent polling shows that the bill is extremely popular among Florida voters, and it even includes, by the way, 52% of likely voters in The Democratic primary who say they oppose the kind of teaching that the bill prohibits. So so kind of a strange language there. What it's saying is that 52 percent of Democrats even even support the bill, even support the bill. So what does this mean? Disney 
If they want to continue embracing woke ideology, it seems fitting that they should be regulated by the government the same way as everyone else. Here's what it comes down to, folks. Companies do not rule us. And this has been a problem for the conservative movement for a long, long time. They've allowed themselves to be co-opted by woke corporations, and they'll sit back and say things like, well, you know, companies can do whatever they want. Free, you know, free, free business, free enterprise. That's what I'm all about. Companies can do whatever they want. Companies can do whatever they want. No, that's not how it works. Walt Disney World exists in Florida at the invitation of the government of Florida and the people of Florida. They get to be there because the people allow it. And the elected representatives of those people are then able to set laws that determine how their state is run. So just because some government or excuse me, some corporation has quasi governmental status, that doesn't mean they get to dictate the laws of the state of Florida. That is not how our system works. And it's never how our system was supposed to work. We have a representative government. We have a representative republic. We have a constitutional republic, and we have the idea of federalism. That means the local power stays with the local officials because they are closest to the people. And so I I honestly could not praise more highly Governor DeSantis for turning this entire notion on its head and for embracing populism, standing up for the people against woke companies like Disney World, when he knows, by the way, the substantial Disney is obviously one of the most powerful media companies and media conglomerates in the world, right? They can do a whole lot against him, but he is waging this political battle with them because he knows he's in the right. I want to take a minute to talk about the fragile state of the U.S. dollar and what it means for you. I think we're in for a tough year and Biden's printing and spending could be catastrophic for the U.S. dollar and the market. Now, us real patriots know that Bidenflation is the real pandemic, and it's about to get worse. That's why I recommend that you diversify with gold and silver now. And the only company that I recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver, or have it delivered securely right to your door. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold because they care and want to build a long-term relationship. Allegiance Gold has the highest rating from third-party consumer protection agencies, five stars with TrustLink. They're AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance and have an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Get $500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that POSO sent you. So don't wait. Call or click today. Go to AllegianceGold.com slash POSO. That's AllegianceGold.com slash POSO. Well, the Biden administration has announced that they are set to fight against the federal ruling that lifted mask mandates for travel in a stunning move. And Zero Hedge has the story soon to be filed under the completely lost in touch with America folder. The Biden administration is reportedly planning to appeal the ruling that lifted the covid mask mandate on travel just hours after most airlines and airports and ground transportation, including Lyft and Uber, last I checked, has stopped and dropped their mask rules. It was evident that this was coming earlier in the day after White House spokesperson Jen Psaki warned and uh, Xavier Becerra, Biden's health secretary, told reporters in Nevada that we are right now in the process of deciding and we will likely appeal that ruling. But stay tuned. You are so on the wrong side of history on this one. Jonathan Turley, the great um, the great legislator, and the great jurist, wrote 
some insight on the actual decision if it was made. The administration is going to have a hard time making this cat walk backwards. The cheering of passengers and pilots seemed as much a communication to the administration as it was a celebration. A large number of airlines immediately declared the mandate to be dead and unenforceable. It is like throwing a retirement party for, a, for an employee before they have decided to go. It's a tad awkward to express doubts when someone is showing you the door. That's why those cheering videos could have a greater impact on the White House than any CDC or D- DOJ recommendation. Keep in mind, the head of the CDC is appointed by the White House to begin with. So you've seen that, by the way, that Biden has been doing this again and again, that President Biden, when he'll say, well, I'm deferring to the CDC, I'm deferring to the CDC, we're, we're just deferring to the CDC, Jen Psaki, we're deferring to the CDC, CDC, right? You appointed the head of the CDC, you're telling the head of the CDC what your political priorities are. This is about the politics. This isn't always about the health. And when you're looking at this again, and keep in mind, keep in mind, this is about making masks on planes and public transportation optional. It's optional. If you are someone, look, look, I was on Tim Pool last night. We were talking about this. I spent a lot of time in Asia. I have spent a lot of time in Asia. I lived in China for about two years, spent time in South Korea, in Japan, in Vietnam uh, for various roles with the Navy. It's normalized over there. Wearing a mask in Asia is considered normal if you feel sick, but not sick enough to stay home, right? So you wear a mask while you're in public, while you're on the subway, while you're on public transportation, while you're on trains, and trains are much more prevalent in Asia than they are in the United States. And so that's perfectly fine. If you're someone who's out there that wants to continue wearing a mask, no one is saying you can't, right? No one is saying that you don't have that right. You have the freedom of choice to wear that mask or not wear that mask. That's all anyone is saying. But people are sick of these mandates. They've been sick of them for a long time. And for this administration to continue to be pushing this, even in the midst of a contentious cycle, right? I'm, I'm absolutely dumbfounded. I can't believe it. It's like they have 33% approval right now, and they're trying to get rid of the final 33%. It's like, off you go. All right, we got to, how do we get rid? How do we get it all the way down to zero? I know, let's fight to force people to keep wearing masks, to force children to keep having to wear masks. Keep in mind, imagine what these parents are telling their children again and again and again to be able to keep their masks on. All right, we don't do it. Right, we we have not forced our kids to wear masks. We have not, uh, Tanya Tay and myself, we do not. We simply do not uh, require our kids to wear masks. Right, we just don't think it's something that's a problem for them. And they're perfectly healthy. They've been perfectly healthy. And they're perfectly fine. In fact, AJ, our uh, our one year old, um, he is a COVID baby, uh, in a sense, because he was born in December of 2020. So you, know, you do the math on that one, right, folks? I have no idea why the Biden administration is pursuing this, but all I have to do is sit back and, and, and remind everybody that when someone shows you who they are, believe them. You don't realize the peace of mind that comes with being truly prepared until you are. That's how I felt when I opened the MyFact from MyMedic. MyMedic was born with, for the founders when a tragic car accident claimed the life of one of their family members. Bystanders with no first aid supplies or training watched and waited 25 helpless minutes for emergency medical personnel to arrive, and when they did, it was too late. 
Too many of us are unprepared for emergencies. MyMedic's goal is to empower you with the skills, knowledge, and first aid supplies to save a life. The MyFec Pro is not your typical box of bandages. And keep in mind that as crime increases in this country, city after city, if you're not getting out, you need to be able to heal yourself, members of your family. The MyFact Pro comes with 100 quality first aid and trauma supplies, including a tourniquet, chest seals, quick clot, and more. With this kit, you'll be prepared to treat everything from basic cuts to a gunshot wound. Go to MyMedic.com slash POSO and get 25% off, plus a life-saving online course absolutely free with promo code POSO. MyMedic kits are built in the U.S. and guaranteed for life. Go to MyMedic.com slash POSO. Look, I just got to come out and say it. If there is one video that I have watched probably a hundred times since I saw this thing drop. It's Malcolm Nance, the former, now former MSNBC analyst who's joined the fight in Ukraine, or at least claims to have joined the fight in Ukraine. We can't actually find any evidence of him fighting anyone or doing anything. Um, This video of him sitting in an interview with NBC being interviewed. So he's now, right, he's now no longer an MSNBC contributor or an MSNBC analyst. He's off payroll, but now he's a foreign fighter who just happens to have lots of contacts with MSNBC. And so he's going with Joy Reid. He's being interviewed by NBC. And there's a video of him. And it looks like that he's wearing some kind of yellow, you know, rain jacket, winter jacket. And he's sitting in, sitting on the side of the street in Lviv. And, and if you've seen Malcolm Nance at all, you know, this guy is just, he is a total head case. Um, he believes that he is, you know, some kind of savior to all mankind. He actually believes that he's fighting to, you know, liberate the world by going on the Joy Reid show. Um, he's someone who I've documented for years. You know, we call him Stolen Valor Malcolm. And why do we do that? Because he goes around acting like he's some kind of top intelligence officer or, um, you know, served in special forces or doing any of that stuff. No, he was a linguist. He was an enlisted Navy linguist, a senior chief, someone who, by the way, if you go to soft rep, and if you guys know what soft rep is, they are not, that's the soft community, and they do not like Malcolm Nance. There's actually an article from soft rep that says, opinion, a matter of honor and the fiction of Malcolm Nance. Um, MSNBC analyst Malcolm Nance, a self-appointed counterterrorism, cryptology, intelligence, interrogation, and linguistics expert, has stated that all military persons who support President Trump are not honorable. Uh, It says he left the Naval Security Group in disgrace, and we and our professional communities and associations generally have a good laugh at his self-promotion, exaggeration of performance and associations, and the pretense of his expertise. And all of this came to a head. If you're watching this video of him in Lviv yesterday when he's just, you know, I guess he sees an airstrike that's coming in. Looks like a couple of cruise missiles. And if you've been paying attention to uh, telegram or Twitter since the war started in Ukraine, you know, you've seen, you've seen airstrikes, you know what they look like. Um, certainly with cruise missiles have been used quite a bit in all of this. Malcolm Nance. It's, it's like he's a kid in a candy store or something. <gasps> I've never seen fast movers before. Wow, look at that. And he jumps up, pulls out his watch. He goes, one, two, three, four, five, 13. 13, they're moving south, southeast, south, southeast. Fire from the west from a ship, anti-ship, 500-pound bombs, cruise missiles. Those are cruise missiles. Stand by, stand by, stand by. 
Smoke, where is he? Smoke, where'd it go? Where'd it go, Smoke? That's a cruise missile, just so you know. I mean, it's it's literally just a guy who's spouting off military jargon from like 1980s movies. And you see in this minute 45, like I can't even believe this minute 45 second clip exists. It's actually a TikTok that NBC posted uh, of him because he was live when this happened. And you see someone who has no actual expertise whatsoever. Oh, and the best part, and uh, you know, we're audio only today um, because of some technical reasons, but the people in the background of this clip, they're just walking around. They're walking around like it's, you know, another day. And, you know, obviously, unfortunately, the people of Ukraine have suffered from this um, extensively uh, since the beginning of the war. But to them, you know, they're driving their cars around. They're walking around. They're not actually worried about this. And yet he's acting like this 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 crazy level of insanity is going on. But the bottom line of it is anybody who's had any kind of military experience combat experience ground combat experience would look at this guy and they'd say this this dude has no idea what he's talking about this guy this is his very first time ever seeing anything like this in his entire life and so for him to run around what he's doing by the way and you see this a lot in in armed conflicts he's being a war tourist right and you've, you've seen this not only in Ukraine with people, but you saw this in Syria, you saw this in Afghanistan, where people would come in, Iraq, people would come in and they'd take a bunch of selfies and they'd pick up, you know, a gun or an RPG or some kind of launcher, you know, take a picture. And that's actually the only time that uh, Pete Buttigieg, great example of this, right, in Afghanistan. And I'm not saying he was a war tourist. He was there as a financial network analyst. By the way, Pete Buttigieg, on his deployment to Afghanistan as a financial network analyst, he was sent over as an O3. He has that one picture of him uh, holding an, I think it's an M4, standing on base on like the one hill on the side of base where everybody takes their selfies. And that's like his only picture of being in combat. Yet every time he talks, he talks about being in combat. Um, but even though he was in as a financial network analyst, they actually kicked him out of the unit and they sent him to go drive around the flag officers. Now, uh, if you've been in the military, you would understand that an O3, right? That's a ca- that is a um, that's a captain in the navy, or excuse me, that's a lieutenant in the navy, captain in the army. Um, that an O3 is not somebody that you would ever have driving around the flag, right? That's like an E4 job, you know? Hey, go drive the general around. Uh, go pick up the general from the airport or something, right? So that means that the people in his unit, the same way the people in Malcolm Nance's unit didn't want him there, they did not want Pete Buttigieg in that unit and they said let's go find some busy work for the o3 to do because we don't actually have any work for him um you know and people you know it's funny because i look you know i i did serve um did a deployment to guantanamo uh did deployments in east asia and i'll talk about them if it makes sense or if it's you know you know so connected to one of the topics that i'm getting into but it's not something that I try to lean on and be one of these like professional veterans or something like that, because you've seen people do this. And, you know, quite frankly, I don't think it's something that I want to be. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm you know not proud of my service and glad that I served. But at the same time, it's not something that I want to use 
as a credential to say, oh, I'm right about everything. Well, because look at my service, right? You know, oh, I served at Guantanamo. You know, I did this and that with counterterrorism. I uh, focused on CCP with East Asia, right? You know, that's a knowledge base and that's an experience base that I draw on. But I wouldn't want that to ever be something that I was using as a cudgel for people to say, oh, well, you should believe me because look what I did in the past. Or, oh, you should... Um, you know, you should accept my argument because, you know, I did such and such and such in the past, right? You know, that's that's not how that works. But it is how that works with Buttigieg, and that certainly is how it works with Malcolm Nance. And Malcolm Nance is a guy who has just constantly lied about uh, me directly in many cases. Um, we're both actually from the Philadelphia area. But also just lied. This is the same guy who went on MSNBC and he was on Twitter talking about how um, Trump is working with Putin. And at one point he even said that ISIS should blow up uh, Trump Tower, Istanbul. He said that should be a, a target for ISIS. So that's who Malcolm Nance is, right? This is a guy who, at 61 years old, wants desperately to be the center of attention, to have some modicum of credibility in the world. And so he's gone all the way over to a war zone. Now, he is on the furthest possible edge of the war zone. Um, you know, there's some pictures of him wearing a where it kitted up and it doesn't even look like he's got mags in his gun or has got a mag that's not seated right into his AK. It looks like he's got nine millimeter pouches, even though he's carrying an AK or right? just, just a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense from this. But um, you know what, Malcolm, I will say this, man, that is the best content I've ever seen. And if there is any way to financially support you making more content like that video that I just saw out of Lviv, I would like to step up and donate money. I will advertise with you. I will promote you. I will straight up financially support this because I want as much of this content as I could possibly have. Right. So stay safe. Malcolm Nance. Um, I hope for your sake, obviously, that you are safe and that you do come back safely. And uh, man, that is just premium content, folks. Premium, premium content. Our final story today might actually be our most consequential story. A new statement is out from former President Trump. Everyone will be dead. Trump issues dire warning on Ukraine-Russia conflict. Listen to this statement. I'm going to actually read it in full. Because nobody else is talking like this about Russia and Ukraine. Statement begins. It doesn't make sense that Russia and Ukraine aren't sitting down and working out some kind of agreement. If they don't do it soon, there will be nothing left but death, destruction, and carnage. This is a war that never should have happened, but it did. The solution can never be as good as it would have been before the shooting started. But there is a solution, and it should be figured out now, not later when everyone is dead. You know, I look at this thing and that doesn't that sound like something that the left used to actually believe in peace deals, treaties, negotiations. Former President Trump is the only person that's actually talking about peace in the Ukraine. The only one. And we know that he signed and got peace deals done for the entire four years he was president. The only president that we have had in a long time that did not start any new wars. And a lot of people have pointed out the timing of this. And a lot of people have also pointed out the fact that it would never have gotten to this point had he still been president. That he would have been able to come to some deal with this. And quite frankly, I've got I've to say I agree. I've really got to say I agree. There are too many people that are making too much money off of this thing for anyone to even be able to talk about 
peace or talk about having an actual peace deal or talk about what is best, what's in the best interests, right, of the innocent lives that are caught in the middle of this thing. So I say congratulations and kudos to you, Mr. President. This is exactly the right kind of policy forward. It's the exact kind of policy, by the way, that you used to hear come from uh, Democrats and people on the left and liberals, the United Nations. Not a single one of these institutions that's supposedly set up to keep world peace is going to say a single thing about it. They want more bloodshed. They want more anger. They want more outrage. And they're emotionally manipulating people, emotionally exploiting the suffering of others, the suffering of innocence to make money, whether it be arms deals, whether it be political donations, you're looking at money laundering. This was the same situation that went on in Afghanistan. Julian Assange said it best. The goal is not to make the war winnable. The goal is to prolong the war so that it can be a longer money laundering operation. Well, that's all the time we have today. Human events daily. Remember our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review wherever you get your podcast. What did we talk about today? Governor DeSantis threatening Disney's special status in Florida. Next, the DOJ plans to appeal the mask ruling if CDC says masks are unnecessary for travel. Former MSNBC analyst Malcolm Nance joining the fight in Ukraine. And finally, former President Trump issues a warning that he wants to see a peace deal between the Ukraine and Russia. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. Today, all the way back, 20 April 1945, the Battle of Berlin began. Marshal Zhukov, the Soviet army, went in to attack the city on Hitler's birthday. Ten days later, Hitler would commit suicide as the Soviet Union and Poland worked together to defeat the final stand of the Third Reich. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.